And welcome to another episode of Dio Talk. I'm Dio. Let's talk. Uh, my guest of the evening is the Energy Alchemist. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Melanie Houston. I hope I perfect. pronounced your, your, your last name correct. It was perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am doing really, really well. Thank you so much for having me. As I mentioned when we were chatting earlier, I just, my jam is human connection. Mm. There's nothing that I love more than just talking heart to heart to another human being. And you are so good at that. So I am excited to be here and curious to see where the conversation goes. Mm. Well, well, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Um, sometimes a little difficult for me, but uh, I, I do my best in just trying to, uh, it's very important to connect with one another, trying to understand where, you know, everybody has a story. You know, I, I'm more than willing to listen if you're willing to share it. I love that. You know? And do you not find that when it is a little difficult, that's when the juicy goodness comes up? Yeah, yeah. Right? It, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> when you're it, willing to be vulnerable? You have to. Yeah. You know, throughout this transition, this journey, creating this platform, you know, I've been vulnerable numerous of times. I've uh, shared stuff. I, I, I've said things that like, how do I say? Like, I, I don't hold myself into what I said in the past because I, I try to document that I'm a person who's constantly learning, constantly evolving. You know, I'm not what I was yesterday. I'm just Thank trying goodness. to be. Exactly. I'm just trying to be who I'm trying to be tomorrow. I had this exact conversation with someone else earlier today. Yeah. Yes. If we edit ourselves for fear of changing our minds later, mm-hmm. we'll never stand in our truth in any moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about showing up, making mistakes and moving on. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have to, how you, you, you know, you live a life and where trying to seek perfection, it just becomes dull. I found that like imperfections is what is shoe beauty. I agree. Right. Like you not yeah. knowing, like, it's so hard to explain but yeah i mean you chase perfection but it's like you do the best you can and and you know life is hard you just roll with the punches for sure and i think that in the like you said in the imperfection in the darkness i'm i love working in the dark Mm -hmm. which a lot of people shy away from but when we go into those dark places the places that are a little bit scary uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that's where we find our truth where we find our gold, where we find yeah. ourselves, right? Not yeah. in the, like you're saying, the perfect moments. Anyone can shine when everything is aligned and everything feels amazing. Yeah. But when the yeah. shit hits the fan, if you can yeah. find the beauty in that, life yeah. is just so much more enjoyable. I agree 100%. And, and life, is, it, life is tough. It is. You know, life life yeah. is extremely tough. You know, some, you know, may seem some easier than others you know so others may have it more difficult but in some way in form in their own capacity because you know we're each individual has its own world and universe yes you know we we can see we could be looking at the same picture but we all have different views Mm -hmm. and you know and, and and not to say who's right or wrong but it is doing our best to to put effort in connecting. Like I see this, I would like to see your thoughts on it and understand where you're coming from and, and say, Hmm, I've never looked at it that or say, Hmm, I understand Read to disagree respectfully and, and, but have a, a, a memorable conversation. 
Yes. And that is so rare today. Yes, right? Yes, Being willing yes. to hold differing points of views and still having that conversation. Yes. So many people will shut down as soon as you disagree. Yeah. Or, or right? they'll hit you with, with, uh, uh, I love this one. Uh, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I grew with my grandparents. So I, 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 I were able to, I was able to absorb a lot of, uh, wisdom or just you know learn by others mistakes and where you know hearing them out you know because unfortunately when, when we get to that age nobody wants to hang us hang out with us like I, I saw it hand you know hand to hand my grandparents you know yeah. they, they'll call them when they need something but like you know and not to sound judgmental because you know sometimes life happens mm-hmm. but hearing them talk and then growing up and we're like you know, we would sit around, uh, I grew up in Puerto Rico, so it's an island, like what a bus stop, what a bus stop is to here over there, it's like a, 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 like a small brick house, cement okay. house, right? And, yeah. you know, we would sit there from, I want to say from like 4.30 in the morning waiting for the school bus and, you wow. know, throughout, throughout the day, you know, come home from school yet again we'll meet there maybe like four or five and sit and, and talk about life you know um and just hear hear one another's point of view have you know have a a fun you know sometimes make fun of another but have meaningful conversation memorable you know although a lot of us went through our different paths in life you know uh but we had those moments and i think you know, growing up and, you know, getting married, becoming a dad, I think some way or form, I miss that. I miss like listening to a radio, Yeah. you know, having me in the radio used to have meaningful conversation. Now it's just ads and ads and ads and more ads yeah. and ads. Uh, they'll say 30 minutes of free music, but it's like they're missing between ads, you know? So I, I don't know. And, you know, obviously I grew up in, in an island where like, it, it's advanced, but you have to go to like the major cities. Right. Like I was able to, you know, play hide and seek tag, you know, be, be kin for a certain part, right? Here's like tablets, uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, uh, mobile device. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I remember my, my twenties, I had my first phone in my twenties. Kids have them earlier, like 10. They do. Now me being here, um, but I'm way older than you. So yeah. I had the same experience, right? Like there mm-hmm. was no internet when I was a kid. There were no cell phones. Yeah. So I had a very similar experience. Yeah. Which I think is is really lacking today for sure. Yeah. I remember my, my grandmother, she used to, you know, come out the house and just yell my name. It's eight mm-hmm. o'clock. I, I know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 I'm sure some places in America. I want to say a little bit more Southern mm-hmm. or maybe suburban, you, you'll you have a life like that, but you know, in the inner cities, uh, especially in the, in a urban community, it's, it's much different. I and mean, it's the culture is much different, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. It's, it's definitely a lot going on in today's uh, modern where world. Right. I, I think that, you know, just be yourself, just try to do your best. You know, failure is not always uh, uh, a negative thing. 
It's not whether you feel, it's how you feel, right? Um, I don't know, just values, values. Yeah. And and, and I'm not to say that I'm right or wrong, it's just, you know, initiating the conversation of, of, of how can we progress to do better? And, and you know, we have to have that balance with uh, between present and past and future. Agreed. I don't know, you tell me. Well, I I agree with what you're saying. One thing that is on my mind, though, when you say that, you know, there's with the right and the wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't actually believe in right and wrong at all. I don't believe in good and bad. I just believe that these are opinions or judgments that we put on things in order to make them either make sense to us or to Mm. make us feel safer or to help fit into the framework of our expectations. And when we can actually let go of that. I mean, again, if you can't fail, like you said, you know, failure is not a bad thing, but what if we actually couldn't fail at all? Mm-hmm. What if it was just a learning experience Yes. and yes. something was positive then great. And if something was negative, how can I learn from this? How can I do better next time? To me, yeah. that's not a failure. It's not a bad thing. It's all of it. It's just all experience. Yeah, I agree. It's a learning curve. Yeah. And, and that's, in my opinion, that's why we're here as humans is yeah. to experience the whole gamut, not just to come here and figure out how to get rich and how to be happy all the time and how to, you know, be all blissful. That's part of it. If that aligns for you. But I think the whole purpose is to experience everything, you know, grief and pain and mm-hmm. sorrow and trepidation and challenges and joy and pleasure and yeah. bliss. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a climax. It's a, it's you you know you need to go through those emotions sometimes just to that's what that's what makes you feel you know believe you're alive. Yeah. You know now that like totally you you look at uh, AI now it's a big thing and and how they read messages is is emotionless. So are you a fan of AI? Uh, I could care less for it. You know, okay. I've never, you know, I've never been into, uh, I like high tech stuff, use it if necessary, but you know, you know, I'm, I'm a really, uh, uh, pen to paper or pencil to paper kind of guy. <laughs> I'm chuckling because I literally have an old school day timer with a pen. That's still how I book my appointments. It's yes. how I keep track of everything. Um, yeah, I'm personally not a fan of AI. You cannot replace humans. No. That intangible essence. No. Like I, some people would call it a soul. Um, it's just not the same. And I fear that if we move too much into that artificial world, we're losing exactly what we're talking about. That whole point of being here, experiencing all of the emotions and all the sensations. Yeah, It's almost like we're becoming numb. Yes. Right. But in part of us, in present time or numb with all the these prescription drugs and and how do the drug industry prescribing left and right the drug uh, epidemic like we're living that already imagine right. imagine having somebody that does not know how things feel control us you know god forbid but like have that form of uh, uh, uh unpleasant uh moments yeah you know? But you're right. A lot of people are living that way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we all have pain 
We all have trauma of some sort and we are not taught how to heal that, how to walk with that, how to share it, how to have a conversation with someone Mm -hmm. else about it. And you're right. We, we choose ways to push that down and drugs are a big part of that. I mean, prescription drugs for actual physical pain, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but even illegal drugs when the emotional pain Mm -hmm. is too much, you use it to numb. Yeah. And I so think, you're right. We're already down that road. <laughs> yeah, but but it's also like it's it's the same thing. Like you know, social media. When you you know, late night, you had a long day, and you're like, mine is bliss. You just want to zone out and keep scrolling until you knock out. It's the same thing, almost. It we're, is. We're, we're trying to remove something, replace it that it, it's comforting, and just you know, have it here. Yeah, I think uh, balance. Balance is is everything. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that's why these conversations are so important because it's the opposite of numbing out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you're embracing it. Yeah. You're embracing it. You're discussing it. A lot of, a lot of, uh, of these, like, I guess this is why I've haven't, in my opinion, I've had, you know, success going viral or, or um, being a, 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 basically going viral because I I refuse to have those those conversations because you know a majority of podcasts or what media presents is it's something negative and where they want to ask you this and the way he responds that's going to go viral and clip clip but you're not having a conversation you're you're just pick and choose what you want to say or pointing the finger at somebody right or or talking about drugs sex you know who who who's a thug who's you, you know like it's yeah. it, you know it's entertaining if, it, if it, it's like an ad if the ad is there it works what are you other than that what are you doing mm-hmm. and i, I just I, it, it um i don't know i, I guess I, I, i've been i'm old school <laughs> <laughs> i am old school literally old school yeah. <laughs> oh og old school um and yeah it's it's almost like it's not almost like it is. We are losing our authenticity. Yeah. We are losing something I feel is so important is nuance. Mm. Right? Like everything is like right or wrong. Like we were yes. talking about earlier, it's good or bad, it's black and white. And the beauty of humans interacting, conversations, all of this is that we are so unique. And yes. not one of us is the same. If we can find I don't know if bravery is the right word, but I'll use it. The bravery to show up unedited as ourselves rather than following these cues and these templates that we are taught is how you become successful. Yeah. That that's where the gold is. Like that's true human connection. And we're just, we're taught not to do that anymore. Correct. Right. Like don't say that people might cancel you. I actually had a conversation with a client today where she has such a beautiful message to share and she's afraid that someone's going to cancel her. Mm. So all the people that could benefit are missing out Mm -hmm. because of that fear. Yeah. Right. Like no matter what you say, like take our conversation as example, let's say half the people listening are going to be like, that was so boring. I didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and half the people listening are going to go, that was the coolest conversation I've heard this week. Yes. No yes. one's right. No one's wrong. 
It's just their personal perception of two people having a conversation. Yeah, I agree. No matter what we talk about, someone's going to love it and someone's going to want to cancel us. And that's life. Exactly. That's life. You know, we can't be afraid of that. 100%. You know, and that's the thing. And we're like, you have individuals that say the most obnoxious, just blur things out. Mm-hmm. And that because that goes viral and it's entertaining and and it reflects what the what you know viewers want something to mm-hmm. numb them down and just you know have a laugh and keep scrolling until they fall asleep that will go viral, but they're not thinking uh, deeper and where that's attacking our freedom of speech. And meaning what really things that really matter are not being heard or discussed rather now than. You know, John said the stupid thing, and that's more important. Let's go check mm-hmm. him out. So, yeah. what, you know, again, what is, where's our value as people? Right. You know, like the the line of, of, of you know, the line or boundaries, whatever you want to call it, of what's important and not important is very blurred. It is. And I think that part of why people seek out that sensationalism mm-hmm. is because there is an inherent lack of self-worth within our mm-hmm. society because of the way society functions, because of mm-hmm. the way we raise the messages we receive. And if I can look at someone else making an ass of themselves or putting their foot mm-hmm. in their mouth mm-hmm. or whatever, I feel just a little bit better about myself. Yeah. Right. And if I go and watch someone who is having you know, a truly authentic conversation or just being flawed openly, Mm -hmm. that doesn't give me anything to criticize, which then makes me go point the criticism towards myself, Mm -hmm. right? If you're not in a place where you feel happy with yourself, happy with your life. I'm not saying that these people are flawed. They're not. Everyone is beautiful and perfect as they are, but it's this mindset And I think the people that tend to consume that type of media, they don't love themselves enough. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. So if they did, you you wouldn't see so much, you know, mental breakdown. Yeah. And why are we celebrating someone having a mental breakdown? That's something where we want to surround that person with love and support and how can we help and what led to this and not pointing the fingers and adding to that but it's it's they're nice people like one thing i've learned recently you know being a nice person it's somebody that oh you're sick oh i'm sorry hope you feel better (laughs) uh, i'm uh, sorry i shouldn't laugh but you finish what you're saying yeah and a kind person is somebody that oh you're sick right you're sick I told you when it was raining to cover yourself. Now we got to go get you some medicine. We got to go get some soup. Like it's his kindness is helping you. At the same time, yeah. he's almost ripping you a new one because you 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 know you didn't do your due diligence. But yeah, I'm yeah. helping you. Yeah. And we live in a world with so many nice people. Yeah, I totally agree. What I was going to say, you already went there. <laughs> yeah. Nice and kind, not the same thing. But that's life right now. Yeah, it, probably life. For as long as we have history to record it too. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, the human condition, like you said at the beginning, it's, it's hard showing up and being a person right now is hard, but 
it was hard 50 years ago in different ways. Yes. It was sure as hell hard 500 years ago. Yes. In different ways. And Lord willing, if we are still around in another 50, 500 years, whatever, it's going to be really fucking hard in a different way. And it's always hard. It's always been, you know, it feels like it's always been that it's, it's like you said earlier, the the experience, the more you you go through it, the more like you'll tell yourself like, wow, I overreacted. It wasn't that difficult. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I just going to say, if we look back historically, we have come through successfully 100% of the challenges we faced. We're still mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. We're still breathing. We still have another chance to try again. Yeah. 100%. Right. So it is challenging. It is difficult always. But again, part of my, the way I live my life and my philosophy that I try and share is that we can find beauty in the hard. We can find joy in the challenge. We can find the bliss in the pain. And when we can, I'm not sugarcoating everything because some things fucking suck, right? But when you can find something positive in that suckiness, you don't have to wait for the bad to pass to be happy, right? You can actually show up present, authentic, Mm -hmm. and joyful in all of the different experiences. Yeah. And since I've started living that way, I'm not holding on, waiting. I just have to get through this. I just have to wait for this to end. I just have to make this much money. I just, whatever. It's like I was constantly waiting to start living my life. Yeah. And also, and like, now, yeah. Also, like, you know, we tend to make decisions out of desperation. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're, we're so committed, we got to pay our bills, we got to raise our kids, we got to get a better job, we got to live in a safer, better neighborhood, you know, we every decision we make, it's not, you know, and not to say go with the flow, but, you know, you're so desperate, you're, you're not really thinking logically, you know, your emotions mm-hmm. are just, you know, it's like you're drowning, I got to breathe, I got to breathe. Right. And, right. and, and little do you know, you're, 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 you know, putting yourself in a hole, something, you're putting yourself in a worse predicament that you, you really don't, you were trying to avoid. Right. And I mean, we need to being realistic. We have to consider things like how much money do I need? How do I put a roof over my kids' heads? How do I make my way into the safest neighborhood possible? Those are realistic things to consider, mm-hmm. but I always suggest that when we are making decisions that we take out money, always take money out of your decision, always take out fear. What if, right. Mm -hmm. And always take out obligation. And if you can take those three things out of your decision-making process, just while you find what is right for you, find that truth within, you will always have the right decision, right for you decision. Then you can come in, okay, well, how do I financially make this possible? Yeah. How do I do this and still fulfill my obligations? How can I manage my fear while I take this next step? But the second you let money, fear, obligation actually be an active part of your decision-making process, that's when you get caught in that cycle of just everything being total shit. Yeah. And that's what majority of us uh, are in. Right. Because who's taught us to do it differently? Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. And everything, even starting a business, you know, investing in a business, essential for a business. 
opening in a business. Everything, everything is money. And and yeah. what's ironic is that every when in everything that I stated, you have to almost calculate and structureize it. But if we did it, if we put more a little bit more thought, like where you the example you gave, we're able probably able to think a little bit more clearer. Yes. And, and so that our outcome will be a little bit more stable. Totally. But we need veterans. <laughs> we need <laughs> <Yeah>. veterans. <laughs> you know, like what is it the millennials or Gen Z? I don't know. At this point, I don't know. But it's like it's a lot of uh, adult children. Yes. Adult t- children. Yes, and again, it's because I'm not saying that these people don't want different things. They don't want to show up differently. They don't want to grow and evolve. It's that they are doing the best that is possible with what they were given. Mm -hmm. And that generation was given a lot of shit. Like they weren't taught how to stand up for themselves. They weren't taught how to make a decision alone. They weren't taught. What do you do if there's a problem? Like I see this in my kids. I have teenagers, Mm -hmm. a teenager and an adult child and something inconsequential like something small Mm -hmm. doesn't go according to plan and they're like well what do i do Mm -hmm. and my response is always well what do you think you should do think like think about it but just like make a decision again i don't believe there's good and bad pick something and try it and either it's gonna work yay you congratulations or you're gonna fuck it up and Mm -hmm. then hey now we know what not to do. Yeah. Let's try something else. It's like yeah. they've lost the ability to think, think for themselves. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And again, I'm not laying blame. I mean, but, my kids know, have it too, so I must yeah. play a role in it to some part. To some I mean, point. It, it's so difficult because I, I have a uh, six-year-old autistic son, right? Okay. Nonverbal, you know, energetic. It's like the energetic bunny is in my house, right? And, you know, he, he doesn't go to school. He goes to, uh, um, what is this called? Behavioral therapy. Yep. Learn how to control himself. So he move on, right? And everything is structure, structure, structure. And it's like, my question, when you know, when we have these meetings with my wife, my structure, okay, so what happens when the, you know, because you could plan something out as much as you want to the T and something always going to crumble. Something's always going to be missed. You know, you yep. can't live a life trying to control everything because you're going to drive yourself crazy. So my majority of my time, my question is, so what happens when thing doesn't go as structure? Right. They don't know. They, they, they don't know how to answer that. You know, these past two days, it's been, uh, we have a little different schedule and it's been crazy. Mm. Two hours tantrum. He's going, he's going ballistic. It's difficult. It is. But, but this is like, okay, so, you know, I set him down, me and my wife, you know, uh, try to let him, you know, calm him down and think, hey, buddy, think, think, you know, try to talk to him, you know, almost develop a, a uh, uh, what is that, um, critical thinking. And right. That's, we're trying to invest in him because he's going to get older, you know, like we all are, and maybe hope he'll listen and will be a little bit more prepared, but it's like, you can't plan for everything and everything's always going to be the same. Things are going to happen. And you just got to try to readjust. Always readjust and readjust and readjust and readjust. 
And talking about your son, it actually, so I have one of my, my daughters, um, she was diagnosed with autism when she was 18 months old. It was a misdiagnosis. Um, well, maybe it was, <laughs> she definitely has a lot of the characteristics, um, but she has grown up with special needs mm-hmm. and like your son needs to know beforehand what is going to happen, that sense of control. And what it really boils down to for her, and I suspect possibly for your son, is feeling safe. Yeah. Like she feels safe when she knows what to expect so she can plan, so she can prepare. So sensory issues are a big yeah, thing for her. Yeah. If it's yeah. going to be loud, if there's going to be people, she can create a plan. And as you're talking about your son, and I'm thinking, okay, that sounds similar to my daughter. But I also wonder if we can't say the same for adults who are on the spectrum or I'm, adults who I, are I, on the you spectrum. Just took, you just took it out of, you know, out right? of my, my head because I'm, I'm the same way. We want to feel safe. Yeah. Yes. Right. And that's that control piece. If we can plan, if we know what's coming and we have as few unexpected situations as possible. So it leads us into how do we create safety within the unexpected? I mean, look at our world right now. This is not something that is rolling out according to plan. I think, you know, what's worked for me, and this doesn't happen often, uh, embrace it. Embrace Mm -hmm. it. You know, like I, two weeks, a week ago, I took my, my, my son was having an off day and he, all he knew he wanted to go out. He didn't want to be in the house. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, now showering up in Paris, put on some shirt, clothes, pants, where we want to go. He put out these socks and it's like uh, color socks where we go jumping, talk mm-hmm. jumping air. He wants to go there. I'm prepared because I used to like, like, I like to bring like a, a book bag, uh, you know, water and stuff because it should, it should be mad expensive for no reason. I'm not going to lie. You know, I don't like spending money like that. And, yeah. you know. This this day I wasn't prepared, but readjust, readjust. A lot of kids there. Okay, how you know how are we gonna program this where he can have fun and we accomplish it. Yeah. Came back home, made them knocked out, but it's also you know it's that having that that readjustment because sometimes things are not always gonna go to plan, and you know I'm a big I'm a big primer. I prime them a lot. Hey, we're going to school. Hey, it's time to take a bath. Hey, you know, it's time to eat. Mom as well does the same thing. But it's it's gonna like when you grow up, you're preparing your your son, your child for the world, not for the world for your son. So like yeah. as much as as much as disability or whatever the case may be, like you have to prepare them somewhat. Because yeah. out there, like, you know, in the real world, nobody cares. And that's sad. Some people do. Some people do. Yeah. And I'm not disagreeing with you. There's a lot of asshats out there. Yeah, I agree. Not disagreeing. But what I also think is there's a lot of really beautiful, kind-hearted people out there that are just doing their best. Yeah. And when you can find, like, everyone's got this little spark, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone's got it. And when you can touch on that, even with a stranger, they will respond with kindness. I'm one of those people. I get into deep conversations everywhere I go. <laughs> the but supermarket. You got to inspire them. That's why I tell, like, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with my little sister. Like, I told her, I don't care what people think of me, but I do I do care what I think about myself. So yes. when, I, when I walk outside, I, I always want to present myself the best version of me. 
so that like the people you just spoke of of having that that bright light see mm-hmm. me maybe i inspire them to do them for themselves and this is how okay. it starts to spread everybody tries to show the best version because we all have hard hard days right oh yes yes but, you, but i bet if you you know despite of your hard day despite of you feeling gray you go outside and no matter what happens you're always pushing the better version of you and let's say i'm walking beside you and i see that i'm gonna want to do that too yeah you get what i'm saying i do i absolutely get what you're saying and i agree but have a slightly different approach right, talk to me let me know yeah. teach me so well, it's not teaching it's just sharing right but when i go out and not even go out but just you know with clients with yeah. even on social media all of it i try to show up exactly as i am and sometimes that is not the best version of myself mm, yes and i would rather show up and I do this a lot, probably more than I need to. I'll even show up like on Instagram in my pajamas because it's a day where I just don't want to get dressed. No, I feel that 100%. So, rather than showing up as my best, and we might even need the same thing in different words, I show up as my authentic self. And I feel or I hope that that gives other people permission that they don't always have to be at their best. Yeah. And they're still worthy of that conversation and they're still worthy of showing up. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, yeah. Right? So I I will always have that spark of kindness yeah. we talked about, but I might not be at my best. I mean, but if, I think it, it, if, it, if that's your best for that day, that's yes. great. That's great. Yes. There's no problem with that. You know, I like to go out even in the winter with some shorts and hoodies. <laughs> you, you and know, my husband. <laughs> right? And, and, um, that's my best too. Yes. And I think that's, that's the key. I read somewhere and I I can't quote because I can't remember where I was that I saw it, but if you have 30% to give that day and you give all of that 30%, yeah, that is a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we are, we do agree and we do do it in the same way. It's just, I think it's important to clarify that some my, people, when they hear my my, my, my my explanation, like detail. Obviously, you had details. Well, <laughs> I'm just being nitpicky. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Because and that's yeah. part of the work I do is really having people honor their worthy at every single place, right? Yeah, Not yeah. just at the best. And a lot of women, especially when we hear our best selves. Yeah. Okay, is my hair done? Is my makeup done? Is my outfit okay? You know, like everything especially appearances mm-hmm. and i just i'm not here for that no I <laughs> i'm not agree. here for that part of it I, I some days it's just you know you're like just blah yeah you know, but like, that's cool right yeah let's and be this blah is, together yeah and this is why i blame uh advertisement because advertisement always wants you to be you know spend that money always look your best but you know sometimes you know your best is in some shorts and and you know sure and call it a day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. You know, I, I remember when I used to work there at, at you know, corporate offices and suit and ties, man. I, I was hoping just one day, just at least some jeans and a polo and I'll be all right. It gets tired. That's okay. That's normal. Yeah. I remember I used to work in finance mm. and when I was going for a promotion, 
I asked my current boss, what can I do to get this promotion? Like, what advice can you give me? And he told me that I needed to put on lipstick and a push-up bra. Wow. This is in finance, right? But you know what? Well, yeah, it's sexist, but I did it because I wanted the job. I got the job. Mm, And so I think not necessarily the same experience or the same industry as you before, but that were looks were everything. I literally got a promotion based on what I looked like, not on the intelligence I had, the experience I had, the degree that I had. That didn't matter. And I think I've just pulled so far away from that operating system because Mm -hmm. it literally broke me. Yeah, it does. And that's why I'm being a little nitpicky with the show up as your best, because I think that still triggers me a little. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. And and that's that's one of the many reasons. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like I like to put on my shoot sometimes and and my shoes and get all dressy. I love that. But but that's for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. Yes. You do it for you. Yes. Yes. Not to get a job. Not to make someone else like you. Yeah. I mean, every job that I've gotten to be a promotion and I didn't get it, I left. I quit. Good for you. I love that. I, you know your worth. Yeah, I'm, and there's no, there's, there's not ever going to be any money to, to, and that's that's growth. That's mm-hmm. growth. Before I I, re, I started doing this like full time, uh, and worked for myself, I was making sixty five a year. Okay. I was never home. Mm-hmm. I uh, was never with my son. Barely mm-hmm. with my wife. You know, my wife. You know, she's a real estate agent, so her career wasn't. Uh, she wasn't really doing what she wanted to do because kids and, and I grew up with women. So having that balance, having that, you know, I want my, my wife to live her dream of work. You know, I want that because it breaks sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. I get tired, but you know, I, You're I saw, allowed. <laughs> you know, I saw how, how she wanted to embrace her full potential and it was time. She was like, like, she was just like, it was this kind of, Oh, like she was ready to go and that and you know uh, you know being back and and taking people's crap oh my god I, I try to be nice but i have this temper like i don't like i i don't know i i grew up in a very difficult environment so like you know i'm i'm a dime i'm a rough di- diamond like i've been told many of times so like you know when somebody uses their position to like try to push you around, you know, I'm like a lion in a cage. I'm like just walking back and forth. And, you know, if you just, you know, leave a snitch open for me to push that door open, that's it. But is that a bad thing? It's a bad thing because, because of the way I feel, I I felt would not, uh, would not, I would not be able to show the better version of me. And then, and, and then I will be held accountable. Okay. I, I will be the wrong one, you know, it's like, because despite you don't want to live in a world with good or bad or, 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 you know, bad, evil, whatever. Yeah. Consequences do exist. That's totally. very, that's very, you know, that's very implanted in anybody's life, whether you choose to, to accept it or not, you know, to each his own, but the consequences are there. Yes, I agree. Wholeheartedly. And, and in my situation, I just like, it breaks me. It breaks me. And like, I don't want to, 
Like I spend majority of my life, like people say, um, yeah, I wish I was a kid again. Not me. Yeah. Not me. Not me. So is it that you have a hard time once you get that door open that the anger just kind of explodes? It's it's self-awareness, like build up. And we're like, you know, like I've always felt very confident in what I do and anything I do. I woke okay. up in my life, I was cleaning toilets. I'll tell you this much. I I clean a toilet very good. I take pride in what I do. I I've done care. that before too. I, I, I don't and care. And I too do a great job. There you go, right? Yeah. I I don't care. I don't care. I but I I know that when I'm focused, I it's like I my I have to get this task done. But but when you work with other individuals that have gotten to certain levels and were their job is just to push people around mm-hmm. when it's like, I'm like, I'm a big believer. Give me my offer letter. You I, I'll say from the ground, you better tell me description, description of what I do, because if it's yeah. not, if it's not for me, if it's not there, I'm not going to do it. Right. And I could do really take initiative, help out. I'm a, I'm a team player. I'm a great team player. But now, now when my value, it, it, my value is your sit back in a chair and relax? Well, you know, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm very family oriented. I didn't go with my mom or dad. So like having my wife, my kids, even though they drive me crazy, I need them around. They could be downstairs. I'll be in my office. I, you know, I, that's the reason I got married. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I want them around. And if I can't access that, that's already going, that, that's already, you know, like it's not comfort, it's happiness. Okay. You know, I I I like to feel happy. I don't feel it often, yes. but I, I, you know, this is this is why you know you you get a job, you take a job that you don't want, fight for your family, right? There's certain sacrifice, and I can't see my son. Nah, nah, you you, you it's a problem. It's a problem. You have your priorities straight. That's what it is. And, and yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. has the ability to do that, to create priorities and stick to them, no matter what your circumstance. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time people don't set priorities and then complain because they don't have time with their children. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to golf if that's their thing, whatever it is that is their passion to sing, to dance, mm-hmm. to garden. Mm-hmm. But all of us have the ability to prioritize mm-hmm. and to make time for those things. Yeah. And, and so, I feel like that's what you're saying. Yeah. And in this situation, it affects me because now, hey, I, I told you I'm not going to work on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I told you this. You want to you want to give me you say we got a project at Friday, three o'clock and it starts at seven in the morning and it's Friday, three o'clock when everybody's leaving early. No, mm-hmm. no. You know, and then excuse me, you start asking why and challenging them. And, it, and it's really just common sense. And I, if I, if I, oh man, I'm just, I'm just insane. I, you know, it, I, I, I adapt. Mm-hmm. The perfect example, I adapt to any situation, especially to these jobs, I adapt. And I don't outsmart them. I just, I, I know my value and I'm always researching, educating, seeing yeah. 
And it comes to a point and we're like, I'm trying, this is what you should do now. This is how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. So now instead of looking at me as an asset, now I'm looked at as uh, someone that, that, oh, I got to watch out. He's going to take my job. And is not- that how people respond to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, me being a jerk sometimes, you know, I'm very, well, uh, I, I'm very, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I tell like it is sometimes people can't handle that. And people I, have, to, and people told the same thing to me, but you know, that's life. You know, you, I gotta you get, say, Dio, yeah. I would love to see you angry. No, <laughs> I no. want to see this. No, <laughs> honestly, anger is my favorite emotion. No. I love, no. yes, I love it when people get angry. I love getting angry. I embrace my anger. No. We have been taught that anger is bad, it's not, it's so good. The problem happens when we put that anger on someone else Mm. when we blame when we yell when what i used to do is throw shit at my husband when i got mad my my wife just likes to slam shit right Uh that is an inappropriate expression Mm -hmm. of anger and because we have associated those types of reactions with anger because again we haven't been taught how to properly embrace and release anger Mm -hmm. So we go to those places, but anger itself is just an emotion that facilitates change. Like when you get really angry about something, you're going to do something about it. Like that's what you're you're talking about, right? Yeah. Give me that little inch. I'm going to slam the yeah. fucking door open. I'm going to take charge. That's, that's not where I want to go. <laughs> right. You know? But what I'm saying is that when we can embrace and harness that energy of anger mm-hmm. into positive action, it's like, hey, give me that inch. I'm going to slam the door open mm-hmm. and then things are going to change for the better. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a negative outcome when right. we express our anger. Right. Right. So that's right. what I'm saying. I want to see you angry because I can tell you're a powerful man. You have a beautiful heart. And I think that if you embraced your anger, you could facilitate massive change. I know I, you could. I, I do agree, but no, because I, you got like, I, growth self-awareness right like i i enjoy chaos okay so tell me more about that i enjoy i I 100 enjoy chaos i i i like i like to push that envelope if not kick the door open but it's not always good it's not always safe it's not always the right thing you know like you gotta move sometimes like you're playing chess you know, your cars cannot always be shown or seen. You know, you, you have a move you, in order to you accomplish something. You got to uh, uh, move a certain way. And, and you know, as much as anger, it's, it's rage. It's, it's it's a beautiful energy that people either feel you or respect you. Um, it, uh, it derails you. It blinds you. It can. And, exactly. And you'll become predictable. And I and I so and what, I ref, refuse to be predictable. But what if you could lay all your cards on the table, let everyone see every single one, mm-hmm. and still trust that you are capable, resilient, smart enough to win that fucking game? Three years in the making. Deal talk. Welcome. <laughs> Literally, deal talk. Three years in the making. Yeah. You know, you don't have to hide your cards to have control. I mean, it's one way of going about it for sure. 
Yeah. For sure. But uh, for me, it's just, it got exhausting doing that. Holding back. Yeah. It was effective, but it, it was exhausting to me. And honestly, I just wanted to be seen and I just didn't want to have to pretend. Yeah. And so I just kind of <laughs> whoop, dropped all the cards. <laughs> like there they are. And um, it was an adjustment period, but now I, I don't have to use energy for that. Mm -hmm. And I find that nothing, I don't want to say nothing bad, but nothing insurmountable has resulted from that choice. Mm -hmm. And it's one that works for me, but it's not going to work for everybody. Correct. No, that's, that's right? admirable and respectable. And yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I've got a point in my life. Like my anger has helped me to survive. It's it's Oh, it's, I feel I can feel that as you say the that. Will, you know, as will is, you know, growing up, being alone, fight literally fighting my way to just be around people. You know, like it 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 helped me overcome certain life's neglections, right? Or or uh troubles it kept you safe yeah it kept you safe and like we were talking about earlier right we have these things we were talking about drugs at that point but we have resources that we can use to help us stay safe and I grew up in an abusive household and anger was a big hurdle for me to get over so I truly can relate to that and my anger when I could exploded onto other people that kept me safe it was like i'm going to attack before you can attack me right yeah but i i can see that you don't need that i don't, I don't want to yeah like you're in your power yeah it's I, so evident to me yeah i don't you know i you're you're you 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 focus on energy right and i feel like yes you know karma is a real thing okay i'm not sure it's energy or not but it's a real thing and it has flourished into my life. And we're like, you know, I, I'm not going to know who I am. I don't, I know who I am. Yeah. You know, you know, the time, the, the many times I feel failure and unhappy is because like you said, I am, I'm, I'm holding back who I want to be. Yeah. But, you know, I want to get to a certain place and I know if I, you know, if I get to, in order to me to get to that place, I can't be the person that I should be. I don't know if that makes sense. I think yeah. I would need a little more clarification on that. All right. So like, like you say, just let it out, be free. Right. Then, you know, it's a big thing in world and where like, like, especially where I grew up, you either feared or respected, right? Fear, it's cowardice. No okay. one, would, no one will ever do something to you you know, front, everything has to be planned in the back. But then, you know, growing up respect, that means if they are willing to do something to you, they're going to let you know. And they understand they're going to take a risk. Okay. They, or they won't. And right. they, they'll cherish that relationships. And, yeah. you know, I feel like it, we live in a world with a lot of cowards. And I need to make my way or cement my legacy or build what I build out of respect because that creates value. Yeah. That, that, that creates this conversation here. Yeah. To have. 
But if I choose the way where I I, I don't know how to act, I just act impulsively and not think or the outcome that might be be not good and consequential. Um, now that I'm a parent and way how he's going to look into me and thinks that's okay. Or, mm-hmm. you know, be a, so, a, a whole dick to my, my wife, my family, and they slowly uh, create uh, resentment towards me. Mm-hmm. Because that's what that anger eventually will be. Because when, you know, my anger, I'm not, I'm not logical. I just don't give a fuck. Right know? now. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And I also believe, even for you, mm-hmm. it can be different. It can. I just haven't it gotten can. there. I well, got, it's I a fucking journey until my belief, right. until the day we die, that's when we've learned everything. We're done. We die. Yeah. We're still breathing. There's still stuff to work on. I haven't, I haven't got to that chapter yet in my life. You yeah. Know? You know, I'm still, know. I'm still trying to, you know, be a dad. Isn't that hard? That's, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Terrifying. You know, especially, you know, growing up without a dad. Yeah. You know, and not to say, you know, I know him. I don't know him. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, it, it's terrifying. Especially, like, special need. And we're like, you know, I say the world's cool because one time I was at the park and they told, they, they yelled at me and said, oh, put your son on a leech. Do you, do you do you know how 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 hard I had to fight myself, you know, not to put my son in the car, turn it on, leave it running with the AC, and just go, you know, do something, you yeah. you know, radical because it's oh. you know, and you understand. I don't have to, you know. I'm I'm feeling you. You know, and uh, so and much. I wouldn't. Yes, you know, I wouldn't so, have kept cool in that situation. Yeah. No, and, and and so much other things. Just you know, being a man in general. You know, business failing, you know, marriage failing, financial failing, uh, education failing, family failure. Like so many things. Like it, it's, you know, it's hard being a fucking man. I agree. You know, and I and, talk about this a lot. Yeah. I really do. I think that there are challenges for women and for men, but I think men really get a bad rap. And it's like, you guys are expected to do all of these things, but Mm -hmm. then don't show emotion around it. Mm -hmm. Like, Don't get too stressed so that you get angry or don't get so overwhelmed that you get sad and cry because that's not being a man. Yeah, being a little sissy. (laughs) Right? Like how are you supposed to go through life like that? And uh, yeah, I think that, again, both men and women need healing. but I believe it's more acceptable for women to ask for it. Mm-hmm. And it's more acceptable for women to receive it. People are more willing to give it to women. Mm-hmm. And I think that guys deserve that same support and care. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't want to. And here's like, here's this thing. And we're like, I try not to dabble too much into it because I, I don't think it's a competition. Like people seem men had it worse or women had it worse. Like I think, we're just people. We're just human. Why can't we just be going through something? Hey, here's a hug. Are you okay? Why does it have to be, you know, in, in that society, divide and conquer. Yes. The more we're able to be divided, the more 
or I got this area, I got this north, you know, and that's something I do my best to to just, you know, and I fail horribly, you know, because I'm not perfect. Because you're human. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. And and we all go through it. We all go through it. That's fucking life. It is. But we need more men, more people like you being willing to talk about it. That I gives agree. permission to others. I agree. That's needed. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for listening. I think with that is it's just um we do not we know how to talk about sports, we know how to talk about business shit you know we we know how to talk about several other things that we can't discuss but when it comes to ourselves or what we feel mm-hmm. you know especially like you know reading and researching you know a lot of men say you just push them down but we also don't know how to describe what we're feeling yeah and the only re- the only really feel feeling we we able to comprehend which is you know very well documented is our anger Right. Right. So right. We, we we're not uh, as uh, savvy as women are because women, you know, they get their period. They they're, they're start feeling, learning emotions for such a young age. And it's so overwhelming. You know, imagine a man in work. He probably has those feelings, but he, he's been told to just shh, put them down, put them down. Right. And, and not. Because, you know, men have uh, HDHD like crazy, right? So we ignore them for years, for years. Then mm-hmm. you get married, and then you have children, then you get a job. And then slowly but surely, it, it just starts like, you know, f- your arm starts fuming from your pores yeah. because it starts releasing. And you don't know what it is. And you never knew. And because... Oh, could you? Yeah, you were yeah. taught not to feel it, let you know? alone how to deal with it in mm-hmm. a healthy way. And because you're so used to uh, pushing it down, you don't even know how to describe it. So how would you sit there and tell, you know, your wife when she asks you 20 minutes, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, no, I'm not a fucking okay. Just leave me alone. Give me a fucking beer. Ah, I'm leaving. This is how yeah, we tend to, right? Yeah, that's, that's my husband and I early in our marriage. Exactly what you said. That's me and my wife, always. Okay. Because so, I, I, I like my space, though. Uh, you know, put that on me. But you get, you, you get what I'm saying. I do. How, how will we know? It, well, you can't. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, we've been married for over 20 years now. And we were both, I mean, really fucked up when we got married. And I think that was the, the safety, right? We felt safe with each other because we accepted each other with all of these flaws and all of this trauma, but we've worked through it. And now we're at this beautiful place where like, we literally don't get angry anymore. When I ask him, how are you feeling? He actually will tell me. And sometimes it's followed by, I don't want to talk about it. That's fine. I'll respect that. But like you said, your wife asking you 20 times, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Like Mm -hmm. guilty. That's me over here. Right. And it's just because we want to connect and we want to support you. But like you said, when you don't have the vocabulary or the understanding to Mm -hmm. express it, Mm -hmm. then your wife probably feels cut off. She's trying to reach out and connect and she feels cut off. And then that creates disconnect distance between you. Yeah. But if we can learn how to communicate in a different way, mm-hmm. 
being angry, being afraid, being upset, mm-hmm. it actually brings you closer as a couple. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, we're talking more than two decades of him and me working on this. It's um, not an overnight thing. I'm, I'm working on my first decade. I got two more yeah, years, to, so you know? You're going to get there. You will. Yeah, everything's, a, it's a process. Everything's a process, and, you know, but to get to here, you know, you help you how many times bumped and bruises and you know going through that monotony just trying to understand and his growth and you want to grow and also you you know like if you if you have like i was speaking to this gentleman last night he's a he's a uh a therapist right? he specialized with anxiety but also like with couples you know he was saying you have to you get to a certain age you have to have valuable relationships with people mm-hmm. like if you know i have friends and i need advice or vent something right they're supposed to be there have you know that valuable camaraderie like i don't have that i can imagine your husband don't doesn't have that either right and if you had the wrong relationships and really you try to talk about how you're feeling it's like hey just drink a beer oh let's go to right. strip club oh let's go do something that's not talking about how you felt right that that that's a waste of relationship yeah. And they're not bringing value to your life. Yeah. You know? I do. So it's 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 very difficult. Then, you know, you have men that are just scared. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the women uh, they grew up are not the best example. And I know a lot of men that like, they're, you know, that their mom were, you know, riding horses every other day. You know, uh, leaving, witness, leaving other men because they have money or wasn't a provider. And and it's built up this insecurity, and we're like, they can't maintain relationship. They don't know how to identify what's a healthy relationship, what's not a healthy relationship. Uh, right. They don't intimacy. You know, when they're in a relationship, they don't do great. But when it's somebody that's just passed around, they're able, more capable to do 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 something about it. So it's it's all these factors that that contribute to unhealthy mental state for a man or for a woman agree it's we're all receiving unhealthy templates examples Mm -hmm. right i mean there's very few think in your life of all of the people couples whatever that you know and how many of them are truly happy in healthy relationships So again, if no one's going to teach it to us, we don't have an example for us to witness and learn. Society is telling us that that's not what's actually important. It's about the sex and the money and, you know, all of that. How are we going to figure it out? Other than having these conversations and being honest, how are we going to figure it out? I don't know. I'm still trying to, you know, I, I do my part. You know, it's a you rare are. occasion, you know, rare occasion, but, you know, it's good to, to have them. You know, my wife probably watched mm-hmm. this and maybe she'll learn a little bit more about me. You know, I'm not just. A I hope so. You know, <laughs> but maybe this is the thing that takes you guys to the next level. Yeah. God maybe willing. this is the conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. But, you know, we have to have those conversations, you know, and um, it's scary. You know, it's it feels a lot, feels a lot of insecureness. Mm-hmm. Not easy, but you know, it's what what I've learned. You know, and I'll use my you know marriage as an example. Is you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets. 
Yes. And where, you know, now you're just in sync. Mm-hmm. And where, you know, like, you just look at one another without saying anything, you already know how he feels. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone. I'll come back later. Or just to realize it's not that serious. Right. So can I offer one tip? There you go. Go ahead. One tip on this. Coming back to the safety. The reason why it's scary is because in the past, when you were younger, when you were open about your emotions and vulnerable, something unpleasant would have happened. And again, it could be personal with your family of origin. It could be society. It could be some kid making fun of you at the schoolyard, the bus stop you're talking about. But we have these early experiences that get embedded within ourselves that it's not safe for me to be totally open, honest, and vulnerable Mm -hmm. in relationship. But right now you are safe. Yeah. And you have to remind yourself. So when I'm going to have those conversations and I'm like, Whoa, this feels a little scary to me. or This feels a lot scary to me. I just remind myself, I'm not that little girl anymore. Yes. Right. I am a grown woman who is actually safe. I can take care of myself mm-hmm. and just reminding myself that before I have those conversations yeah. makes them a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I remember a point in time I had to tell myself that I'm not that little kid no more. I'm, right. not, I'm not in that place and where everything was survivor mode. Right. You but know? your body doesn't know that, right? When we mm-hmm. grow up, in neglect and abuse and trauma. And again, sometimes in perfectly beautiful, healthy family relationships, but at school, we got both. Like we all have something, right? All of us do that. Our bodies remember that and hold on to that. And all that's really going on is it's our bodies and our ego trying to keep us safe. So until we remind the body what the brain knows, the body's going to keep reacting. It's an automatic response, right? You get sweaty, you get nervous, maybe you get jittery, you feel a little bit nauseous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a physiological response. Yes. So you have to keep reminding the body. And when you remind the body often enough, it creates a new framework, a new pattern. And then it gets a little bit easier, a little bit easier, and a little bit easier. 100%. How does your 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 energy when you practice help you and others like how can people learn it because energy is real like yes everything is energy one of the things that i uh i stay and stay after time on the podcast and in my own house is that you know i dislike how i don't like people coming to my house okay simple fact is because people attach certain energy and they come here and if this if this is a place of peace or tranquility or it represents something similar to that, I'm like, it'll stay here. Now, that person will go and feel some type of refreshness and just but that energy stays here. And now it just goes around, goes around. You, know, you got to like, clear that shit out. Yeah. And building. Don't let build, it stay. Build, building <laughs> trouble, building trouble, building animosity, building this, build, building that. So I, you know, it's 100% real. It is. It is. So how I have done it in my life and how I help other people, in my opinion, there's three main things you need to look at. And we've been talking about them kind of interdispersed through our conversation. But the first one is healing our trauma. Mm. We all have some 
ingrained belief, whether it's ancestral patterning, it can be past life stuff, it can be this lifetime, but we need to heal that so that we aren't triggered. So that when we get angry, it's not an explosive response. It's a more calm, logical response, that kind of thing. And I also believe that we all have the ability to connect with spirit. We have gifts that have been given to us that are more than just the physical sense and energetic sense. I think embracing and learning about that is a a vastly untapped resource. And then learning to feel safe being yourself, that authenticity piece. Mm -hmm. And so those are the three areas that I work at. If you feel comfortable showing up as yourself you no longer have those triggers from the bad stuff that happened to you and you trust in something bigger than yourself, you become unstoppable. Yes. And it's not that shit doesn't happen. It always will. Like we've been talking about life is really challenging, but when you show up from that energy, nothing feels as big as it used to, Mm. you know, you have whatever it is that you need within yourself to make the choices that will bring you forward in positive ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree 100%. So that's kind of my approach. And it's all energy is multifaceted. There's different levels. So we have physical energy. We have emotional energy. We have mental energy. We have spiritual energy. And I just work on all those different planes and coming to those three facets. And then whatever you do from there, I mean, that's your choice, right? right? How did you how did you stumble upon or learn about energy? So I was born talking to spirit. Oh, that's the, I oh, didn't I wish know. I would have started out with this question. That's super dope. <laughs> I'm fascinated I didn't by know those that everybody didn't live that way. Yeah. It wasn't until I became a teenager. Like I would walk to school with my spirit guides and I would be talking to them. I was the weird kid. I mean, let's yeah. admit it. I was walking along talking to myself all the time. I didn't know that wasn't normal. And then it wasn't until I was a teenager and I would pull tarot cards, tell people's futures. I'd be like, oh, your grandpa's here. You know, at a party. (laughs) Your grandpa says hi. (laughs) And the reactions I would get as a teenager very quickly led me to realize, oh, this isn't normal. Not everyone experiences life in this way. Wow. So I've never not had this. And how I operate today, how I teach today is based on literally a lifetime of experience. I'm almost 50. So half a century of lived experience, as well as having the blessings of being taught by different people, different ways of looking at things, different ways of working with energy. And it's just kind of been an evolution of me learning to heal myself and then sharing that with others. So I didn't wake up one day. I'm like, I want to be a medium or I want to be an energy healer and then work towards it. It's, it's just who I am. It was crazy that I grew up with a lot of individuals like yourself because, you know, I, it's an island. I grew up with a, a lot of amazing people that, that did that. You know, some were too severe and like, bro, you need to stop, you know, and others beautiful amazing intentions so i i somewhat of for my do you know get what you're saying well you have the ability to do it i believe we all have the ability to do it but like everything else we've been talking about if nobody tells you that if nobody guides you on how to do it 
how are you going to know? How, right? how, did, how, how, did, how did you realize that? Was this a conversation that that was passed down uh, or you just like, how do you realize what you were doing and what it was? Again, it was when I started sharing more openly, the older oh, I got, okay. yeah. the older I got to, the more clear the messages would come through. And it was when I was around 16 is when I started reading tarot. I realized that I could actually, um, I actually remember the, the first day it happened. I was doing tarot cards with my girlfriends and my one friend said, oh, my boyfriend has like a crappy situation. I wish you could do a reading for him. And I said, okay. And I just started writing and I wrote down what was going on in his life, what people were involved, what the situation was, how we could shift it. And I gave her like this big piece of paper and I handed it. Didn't even know the guy's name, never met him before. And she came back the next day and she said, everything you wrote down was right. And at that point I went, oh, like I wasn't even thinking about it because it was an automatic response. And that kind of clicked for me that there's actually something here that can benefit people. Yeah. Like I didn't realize, because again, no one sat me down and said, this is your gift. This is how you use it. It was just me living my life and playing around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me was the big shift in realizing this can be useful to someone else. And it's not just my experience. Do you have one enjoyable memory and where your gift was able to help somebody that really needed it? <sighs> this honestly is every day in my work now. Wow. I am so lit up about what I'm doing and specifically the people that choose to come to me. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't heal people. Let me be very clear about that. I am a conduit. I am a helper. People heal themselves. But the more authentically I show up, the more crazy I'm willing to look in talking about this stuff and sharing my experiences, it starts to attract a different type of person towards me. Someone who is more open, someone is more willing to take chances, to take mm -hmm. risks, to go to those dark places. Yeah. And that's where the magic happens. So there is nothing better than meeting with someone who is just in a really bad place, not feeling great about themselves. That's probably the biggest thing. The clients who come who really don't like where they are, who they mm -hmm. are. And at the end of the hour, they can see their own beauty. That to me, there is nothing more fulfilling than being present to witness someone having that experience and healing themselves. That's awesome. It really is. And like I said, I'm not taking credit. Yeah, no, I mean. It's just, that's how, it's just really beautiful to witness. And that's a gift that is kind of like a side effect of what I do. I met one. I had this gentleman on called uh, Daniel Jackson. He's a he was a spitter, uh, spirit, I mean, uh, spirit mediator, and uh, he he was he was saying show how how they would just go through him and and deliver messages. I find it so like fascinating, amazing to live a life like that where you're able to um, talk to those who just want to share valuable information. Mm hmm. Cause that's all it is. Like, you know, you, you never know what you needed to hear. Yes. And, and it's right there. Yeah. And I always say that I am, uh, <laughs> I'm a medium with a big heart and a mouth to match. That's kind of my tagline. 
And I say it because I don't pull punches. I am not one of those, oh, love and light. Everything's awesome. I tell it like it is. If someone's coming from the other side to get my attention, to give you a message, I'm going to tell it straight, right? Like, otherwise I'm not doing a service to them. Yeah. So yeah, I will always bring that through. And some people love it and some people hate it. But if that's not your jam, that, don't work with the, that has to be like, because he's, he's the same way too. He said it almost same as you're saying, like, he, yeah. you know, like he's basically like, you know, these motherfuckers are coming over here. They're trying to give you a message, you know, is get your shit together. Right. <laughs> he's, yes, he's, right? He's, he's over it. He's over <laughs> it. He's over it. But I just yeah. like, it's some realness in that because like, a person w- wouldn't just get worked out for nothing. Mm-hmm. And especially it's like, it's like when, you know, somebody just annoying you and you're stalking, you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know, like, it doesn't happen just to happen. There's purpose. Yeah. There's actually, there's love. That's what at the center, it's love. Mm-hmm. Anything that comes through, even if it doesn't feel that way. And one thing I just, I would love to reiterate is that every single person who is listening to this, you have loved ones, you have guides, you have spirit helpers that want to talk to you, that want to connect. You don't need me to do that. You can do that yourself, but you have to give them permission. As humans, we have free will and they can't help us unless we ask. So just ask for the help, ask for the love, ask for the support and your life can change just with you doing that one small thing. You might not hear a clear message. You might not see a spirit, right? It's different for everyone, but you will feel that, that energy of love and support around you. Have they, have they, and I'm just asking this because I asked him the same question. Have they ever asked you to come join you in one of those like ghost hunter shows or some shit like that? Me personally? No, yeah. I've I never hate- been invited. Um, I would do it because I love that shit. <laughs> I love the scary stuff. <laughs> I'm I go to dark places. I work in the lower realms. I work with curses and hexes. And when I say work with, I don't do them because that's not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Um, but undoing that for other people, I have yet to meet something that scared me. It's all energy. That's what it is. And again, good and bad. Mm-hmm. That's just an opinion. It's all energy. So yeah, I would totally go to a haunted house. <laughs> That's dope. Wow. Mm-hmm. Melanie, it's been an honor talking to you. You have, we must have to do this again. In, oh, in I would love time. to. Um, thank you so much for having me and thank for you. trusting. Thank you. Thank you for having an amazing, awesome, genuine conversation. Yeah. I totally enjoyed myself. Me too. Um before we go, please tell the people where they can find your service, follow you, just seek. Sure. There are two places that you can find me. And one is my website, melaniehustis.com. There are not a lot of Houstises out there. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> and on Instagram at Melanie Hustis. Boom. Uh, make sure you go check on her, go follow her, go support her, go, you know, inbox her, you know, ask her for help because she's more than willing to help you and, not a lot of people do that. Um, 
But make sure to go on Deal Talk TV on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. Go follow me on Instagram and on Threads at Mr. Dot I'm out, guys. Have a good night.